If you would open your Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. The Lord has kind of put on my heart this idea that as we've been looking at joy for the pilgrim's journey, different themes within each psalm that we've been looking at in the Song of Ascents as this pilgrim, this Jew, makes his way to Jerusalem or has already been in Jerusalem, is there within the gates and within the temple, or whether this pilgrim is in exile, even as we've been looking as of late. This idea of joy, even joy amidst difficulty or amidst the realities of our world And I thought the phrase joy in a lowly manger really kind of hopefully fits this idea as we look at what it means to hope, to have joy, to see what God is doing through low things, poor things, broken things, things like mangers, (laughs) which animals kick at and whatever else they do, but those things have a smell and have a feel. And this is where our Savior was laid. I want us to look just in a small portion of the story of Christ's birth. Luke chapter 2, and we'll begin just to hear of Christ giving birth in Luke, Christ being born, Mary giving birth, excuse me, in Luke 2, verse, Luke 2, verse 6 and 4, going onward to verse 20. So let's begin by reading Luke 2, beginning in verse 6. And while they were there, that is in Bethlehem, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, And wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, fear not. For behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them, Concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. 
and the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. Joy in a lowly manger. Let's begin by going to the Lord in prayer. Father, thank you this morning as we look at this passage, as we look at the good news that the angels brought, that it is something to rejoice in, that of all the joys of all the earth, this is the greatest joy, Christ coming to earth. Lord, I pray that we would not forget in the midst of the busyness and the Christmas season and the distractions and everything the culture reminds us of in this time of year, that we would most importantly, as individuals, as couples, as families, point each other to Jesus Christ, his birth, his coming, his glory, his perfection, his coming to die on our behalf. Lord, we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So as we look at the next four weeks, just kind of going into this Christmas season, getting ready for Christmas Day, we're going to look at four different things from this phrase. And just this idea of joy in a lowly manger, joy is what we're going to see this morning. I want to also look at this word, in. Why Jesus came in and dwelt with us and entered in to our world and enters in to our life and can sympathize with us. This idea of a lowly manger. We could have put in other words, a smelly manger, a dirty manger, but the fact that what Christ did was the most humbling act that God could ever do. For Christ to come and to know that his road did not include a throne and a crown at this time, but rather a cross. The lowliness of his coming. And just this idea of a manger... <laughs> This idea of he desires and is willing to come and enter in to our struggles and the brokenness that we go through. He understands it. He knows it best. This manger, a crude bed for the Son of God. And yet this is what our Savior chose as he came into the world. So we're going to take a look at these four ideas as we go through these weeks. This morning, I landed on this passage for great fear came to the shepherds as fear came to most when angels arrived, even to this teenage girl, young girl Mary, when the angel said, Fear not. God has chosen you to carry a baby who will be the Son of God. 
If you receive that message, you would hope that fear not would also come with that message. <laughs> For what an immense task. Mary responds with a song after God gives her her task. An angel shows up to Zechariah to speak of John the Baptist. And Zechariah sings a song. And here at the birth of Christ, angels again show up. And here is their song that they sing. And the message that they bring, Fear not, for behold, listen, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. I want us to see, even in this small passage, that great joy is in a Savior. Great joy is found in a baby. Great joy is seen with a manger. And great joy is what brings us peace. Verse 13 says, As the angels appear, suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Joy is found first off as this baby comes in, as Jesus comes to the earth. He comes as our Savior. Look just prior to the song of Zechariah in Luke chapter 1, 67. His father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit Verse 67, and prophesied saying, blessed be the Lord God of Israel for he has visited and redeemed his people. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. He is prophesying. This hasn't happened quite yet. And yet Zechariah speaks of a horn of salvation being raised up, verse 70, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from of old, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath that he swore to our father Abraham, to grant us that we being delivered from the hand of our enemies, again, that same phrase, might serve him without fear. In holiness and righteousness before him all our days, and you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High. For you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people in the forgiveness of their sins. Because of the tender mercy of our God, whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high. A beautiful phrase of the coming of Christ. He is the sunrise from on high. To give light 
to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. We all need a Savior. We don't sometimes know that. And I, of course, mean first off, a Savior from our darkness, a Savior from our sin, a Savior that breaks us free from this path of destruction and death. We need a Savior. The Old Testament was always looking forward for that Savior. But we also need to be reminded that in the messiness of life, in the sin that still so easily entangles us, as we will look at Hebrews 12, that we need a Savior to bring about a change even now when we get entangled in sin or when we use the sin that is still inside of us to hurt another or to make a false decision, something that affects not just us but others We need to see God's saving grace afresh and say, Lord, renew my heart. Renew me from that sin. Bring me back onto your path. I have been going astray. This Savior came to save us from our greatest need, hell and damnation and the judgment of sin, but he also is sanctifying us and making us more like him in our daily need to turn to him as Savior and to repent from sins that so easily entangle us and to look at him once again as our gracious Savior who has redeemed us as Zechariah gave of his prophecy from whatever might entangle us and wrap around us. Hopefully not this season from just the distraction and everything that wants to turn our focus away from the true meaning of Christmas. I think now they've decided to start Black Friday even earlier and earlier. Or quote-unquote the season of Black Friday now. (laughs) I was driving along the highway on the Beltline and saw a line from the Beltline looped into Costco. If you can imagine, it was blocking the highway. (laughs) And I hope you were not in that line on Wednesday. But I was driving past it, realizing I'm glad I'm not making a trip to Costco today. But the busyness and the hubbub and the distraction and all the things that happen around these seasons, are we not losing focus on our Savior, the meaning of Christmas? These angels remind the shepherds, here is the good news of great joy. There is born this day unto you a Savior. What is the beginning of joy? It begins with a Savior. That we have been rescued from darkness, our eyes have been opened, and there are others that need this same good news that we can share with others. And who is this Savior? 
Well, this great joy came through a baby. He came in the most unexpected way. I believe prophets and those waiting for the Savior were looking for a champion, someone who would ride into Jerusalem with authority and power and just make all of what is broken new and fixed and right, right away. (laughs) You know what I, I think for this Christmas season, for Christ to come as a baby, it's a great reminder for us that things don't always happen as we might hope or things don't happen as quick as we would hope. The solution For the Savior did not come as a soldier or as a champion, a valiant warrior, ready to do what we were looking for him to do, cleanse the sin and cleanse the unrighteousness. And yet that is always our cry. Can you change this now, today? I mean, our our prayer is, come Lord Jesus, now, today. Make everything new and right today. We yearn for that. Our hearts long for that. And yet this Savior came as a baby. How is a baby going to save the world? How is a baby going to rid us of oppression, of this sin? The baby who looks to his mom for sustenance, who has these little fingers and little toes, who doesn't know how to speak yet. Here was the Son of God showing us that the way to His saving reality was going to be through a very humble, very slow, very quiet means that he would then gather around him 12 men, some of them fishermen, tax collectors and others, and just quietly begin to teach. He didn't jump directly into Jerusalem, go right up to the Roman governor and say, I'm here. Oh, by the way, I'm God. (laughs) Get out of the way. He actually had a very different ministry. He was coming for our hearts. Even as a little baby, still to this day, tugs at our hearts. Oh, look at that smile. Sometimes, though, the baby also (laughs) gives us ways to say, I don't want to be hearing those screams and exhaustion. But a new birth, a new beginning, this is what God chose. This method, this plan, was how he would bring about his joy. Good news for you all. Great joy. And you would think a conqueror is coming through the doors of Jerusalem. That's not what they said. They said, for you is born this day a baby. 
What? For us to find that God's joy is found in some of the most unlikely methods and ways, and that joy comes not always instantaneously and quickly, but through the long road and through the patience and through the waiting. You think of the Old Testament, how long they had been waiting for them, for a baby to be born. They were excited, exuberant, joyful. Something is happening. Thousands of years has gone by, hundreds of years, generations after generations. My grandparents and great-grandparents and before them were speaking of someone to come. He is now here. Oh, that joy for them. Is it joy for us that he came not as we expected and he works through us in a speed that maybe we don't always like? We want instantaneous, quick. He came and gave us great joy in a baby. He came with great joy in a manger. He came with great joy in a manger. And this is a reminder of what Jesus came for. Because to be born in a manger and not even a bed, or you would think, as even the wise men thought, we will go to the palace and ask the king, where is this new baby? Of course, someone in the palace would know of this new king being born. Someone of royal blood would know about this new king. And yet, he wasn't heard of. We'll need to go check our records. What do you mean this new king being born? He wasn't found in a palace. He wasn't found even in a nice padded bed. He wasn't found amidst the common he was put with the animals. The smells of those animals, some of those animals smell far worse than some of the others. <laughs> the mud, the muck, the mix of everything else that you know is in there, that smell, the dirt, the grime. He came into lowly position. But you know what's amazing? The manger wasn't even the lowest point for this new Savior. Because we know that his road was a road to the cross. For Hebrews 12 verses 1 and 2 say, Therefore, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, but is now seated at the right hand of the Father. We're going to look at a beautiful passage of how Christ laid Aside all of his glory, 
all of his beauty, all of heaven, to come into a manger and to know that even out of that humble beginnings, when he was 33, he would also be on a humble road, the most lowliest of roads, tried as a criminal, carrying his own cross, enduring the shame. And it says, but for the joy. This is why the angels could say, we have good news for you. We have great joy. For here is a baby who, yes, he's going to be born in this humble manger that smells and is dirty and the animals use But that's the picture of what he is here for. He's going to go from a manger to a cross. And give of his own life. So that we could be rescued. So that he could truly be our savior. And so that he lastly, as a baby in a manger, as our savior, could bring us peace. He brings us peace. So we look at that last section. For the angels sang, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Christ came and he brought us the reconciliation to the Father that we needed He brought us the rescue out of darkness that we needed. There's some beautiful passages that speak of our rescue. Colossians 2.13, And you who were dead in your trespasses, this is Colossians 2.13-15, You who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them. He is our peace. He has brought what was separated together. And he calls us to then go out with this message of reconciliation. This good news of peace has come. That Christ became for us sin so that we might become the righteousness of God. There was this great reversal, this great change. And it's great joy that we have that message going forward. That we have a Savior, that He came not as we expected, but He has brought the peace that we desperately needed. Not just eternal peace a right, restored relationship with God. But once that relationship is restored, there is now a peace in our hearts this Christmas season. That 
amidst all the distractions or maybe amidst in the midst of a trial or difficulty or maybe even in the midst of blessing and looking at those blessings and forgetting the gift giver. We need to be brought back to where true joy is found. It's not in all this extra Christmas things. Even though as our family has started our Advent calendar, it's something we look forward to. But does that Advent calendar point us to the greatest thing about Advent? That Jesus has come. That Jesus went to the cross. And that Jesus is alive forevermore as our Savior, as our lowly, humble example as our peace. He has restored what is broken in our lives and he calls us this season to help others find restoration, to pray that others will find their restoration through Jesus Christ. So as the angels say, we have good news of great joy. What does this joy look like? It looks like Joy found through going through the cross. Joy found through the verses like James chapter 1. Consider it all joy, my brothers and sisters, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And he goes on. That part of trial is it's producing in us a long-standing joy that will not go away because our joy is found in the person who is joy Jesus the baby born in Bethlehem just over 2,000 years ago the shepherds ran to see it I pray we run this Christmas season to see him once again as our savior and I pray that others who don't know Jesus Christ would come see this sign, a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger, the Son of God, come to save us from our sins. What a great story. What good news we have to share to others. Amen. Let's stand and close in song as we pray and sing to him. Father, thank you for being our Savior. Thank you for being my Savior. Thank you for opening the eyes of us who have been in darkness, chasing our own dreams, chasing our own wills, fighting at every corner against what you would have, Lord. Thank you that you bring us back to you over and over again, and in you we find our joy. For a baby has been born, a Savior. He is Christ the Lord. May we celebrate this good news this Christmas season as a church family. And may we go out and share that good news with others. In Jesus' name, amen.